Hey, what's up, everybody? Isaac here, Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you on another podcast episode. Today, I bring an awesome guest, Paige Brew, on. She runs her own business called Surf City Hydraulic Engineering out of California. She's worked as a water resources engineer her whole life. She's bounced between one side of the continent to the other, but has found herself in California working with her own business, which is fascinating. So I wanted to talk to her about her journey to start her own business, her designation as a CFM, Certified Floodplain Manager, as well as a PE and her journey through all of that, and really what made her want to start her own business in the first place. So it's a fascinating interview. I hope that stuff interests you. If you're interested in getting the CFM designation and you're a water resources engineer, definitely check us out. We started a course for people to help get that designation. It will help boost your career along with PE. And you can check that out at floodplainreviewcourse.com. And also give us a like and a subscribe. We always love sharing this stuff. Tell a friend about it. Hopefully you're gaining some wisdom as we do these interviews with people and their own journey into civil engineering, what they do, how they do it, and all that good stuff. So anyway, that's a long introduction. We're excited. Page Brew's coming up right after this. You're going to enjoy this one. And uh, we'll see you in a minute. Hey guys, if you haven't already, I want to let you know about our awesome newsletter. If you haven't signed up for the Civil Engineering Academy newsletter, seriously, what's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. Go check it out though. You'll get all the latest episodes that we produce, blog articles, exams, discounts, course material. All this fun stuff is through our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up, go check it out. That's civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter. You'll be taken. Go sign up. And uh, you'll start getting our fun newsletters that we send out usually once a week. So go check it out, civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter and go sign up. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is awesome. It's 100% real chocolate, 100% delicious. If you have not tried these, I don't know what's wrong with you. They recently came out with a coconut brownie chunk, which is amazing. I'm a big coconut fan. So if you're in the coconut camp, you got to try that. If not, what's wrong with you? Just kidding. They have lots of other different flavors, so go check them out. They have strawberry, they've got cherry lime, peanut butter brownie, coconut, again, different types of coconut bars, raspberry, double chocolate, and all kinds of stuff. This stuff is way better than a candy bar for you. Definitely a snack you want as you're studying for your FE or PE. It's got 130 calories, only two and a half grams of fat, four net carbs, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. This is way better than what's out there for other protein bars and definitely better than candy bars. So go check it out at civilengineeringacademy.com slash built and use our discount code of CIVAC and you'll get a 10% off on anything that you order there. So go check that out. All right, we are rocking and rolling, Paige. Thanks for joining me today on the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. I think you're uh, definitely an expert in your field of study and I wanted to connect over water resources, your experience with the PE, your experience with uh, becoming a CFM, a Certified Floodplain Manager. But I always love to start kind of these interviews asking about how you even found yourself into the world of civil engineering and maybe what do you do today? What are you doing? Could you dive into that? Sure. I started my, I guess, journey back in high school. I actually became interested in water resources because my hometown was flooded back in 2008 when I was in high school. It was a pretty bad flood. Where was hometown? Franklin, Indiana. Okay. So South Central Indiana, just south of Indianapolis. 
my parents had a rental property that was completely destroyed. And a lot of people in town had their homes completely destroyed. Today, it's actually an urban forest. But that just the power of water and the cleanup process really fascinated me and still fascinates me today. So I went to college at Purdue, which is in West Lafayette, Indiana, and actually did biological and agricultural engineering, not civil engineering, but it was great. It was focused on water resources. And then I went on to get my master's at NC State, again, with an emphasis in soil and water. Worked for a consulting firm in North Carolina for a while. And then I met my husband and he's from California. He wanted to come back here and surf. And I agreed that sounded really fun. So we moved to California and I'm still in consulting today. And I recently started my own firm, again, focused on water resources. So it's really been about water since the beginning of my professional career, I'd say. Wow, that's awesome. So describe your own firm. What's the name of the firm? I guess, what are some of the challenges? Like what made you want to start that? And sure. what's some of those things? My firm is Surf City Hydraulic Engineering because I'm in Huntington Beach. Surf City. So I do a lot of land development and stormwater management, very small projects, grading and drainage right now. I'm very new to this, so that's a challenge. And I'm just learning how to navigate being a business owner, not just, I guess, a project manager. But it's been really fun. I've got to meet a lot of cool people as I search for my own clients and then connect with people I used to work with before my last job. So it's been great. I think if you're an entrepreneurial person and you like to have ownership over, I guess, the whole process of a project, having your own business is really fun. Wow, that's awesome. Are there a team of people that work with you or right now is it just you running this as a consulting firm? It's just me. Yeah, it's just me right now. I want to grow to have employees Sunday. I'm sure you will. We'll pitch that. So if anyone's (laughs) wanting to help Paige, reach out to her. Well, that's so interesting. So I kind of want to go back to this traumatic experience of flooding that happened and you see the power of water. I'm assuming that, is that on the Mississippi River? What's the river that flooded? It was a creek in our town, but really like everywhere, the whole town flooded. I was actually in the SAT when this was all happening. So it was raining when I left, but then when we came out, they said, you can't leave None of the roads are open. It's not safe. They turned on the TV. I mean, the whole town looked like a a lake. It was insane. And did you have any family members or anyone along those lines that were engineers at all or kind of just found your way into that path? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My whole family is actually social workers, teachers, that kind of thing. But I did have a really nice advisor in high school who actually pointed me to the agricultural and biological engineering program because he was like, I see you're interested in this kind of thing. This could be a really good fit. So I went Mm. to like the student day at Purdue for that program. And I was like, yeah, what I want to do. I think that's awesome. And it's a great field to be in. Are there any misconceptions that you continually hear, I guess, around civil engineering, water resources, or even a CFM that maybe you could uh, elaborate on? I think one misconception is that, oh, engineers don't interact with people. They just sit in a corner and do calculations all day. I think civil engineering, especially, that just isn't true. So much of what we do is based on human behavior. It's not just about engineering. People have to interact with your design. So to talk with stakeholders and 
owners, agencies, and it's not just sit in a corner and do calculations all day. That's a great one. Yeah, I mean, um, people say engineers are people too. And a lot of times you come out of school and sometimes those are those uh, people skills or soft skills that you end up having to use more of than really books and calculations a lot of times. And I think now that you're running a business, you're probably noticing that even more so. (laughs) Yeah. Business development stuff. Yeah, that's true. Has that been a challenge or do you find that comes natural to you or what are your thoughts around that? In terms of business. I think it's come more naturally than I thought it would, but it's definitely challenging because it feels weird at first promoting yourself so much. But I haven't had a problem finding work, actually. And a lot of people I've talked to that have started their own business, they've said the same thing, that there's so much work out there for civil engineers that it really isn't that hard if you know where to look and you select a niche. Yeah, that's true. There's so much work out there and it feels like it's that way in all the disciplines of civil engineering. So it's a great field to be in if you're. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned earlier, you have a background in biological and agricultural engineering. I guess, how did that lead to getting a master's in civil? Was it difficult for you? Did you have challenges passing the FE exam at all or any challenges like that that you had? Well, actually, I got my master's in biological and agricultural engineering, too. It's ABE at Purdue and NC State, they switched it and it's biological, agricultural. No, I didn't have a problem with it. For the PE, I had to study the transportation, maybe a little bit more than some people, but a lot of it was came easily. And I mean, you have the foundations in engineering school, so. True. Were you able to study that on your own then and get it passed or did you take a course or how did you get through that? For the FE... I just studied on my own with some friends. The school provided like a study guide. I mean, everything was so fresh then that it was really no big deal. Once the PE rolled around and I had been out of school for several years, that was a little bit more of an undertaking because I had to remind myself a lot of stuff I'd lost. So I did take an online course. I think it might have been school of PE that I used. Yeah. Well, that's good. And courses definitely can, I think, help people on the journey to pass, especially when you've been out of school for so long. Yes. To figure all that out. It gives you a guide so that you can structure your studying. Do you have any other tips for people preparing for their PE that you would share or even if they're like repeat takers or anything like that? Well, as adults, I think it's harder to structure your time or you have less time really is the reality of it. So you have to squeeze studying in between pretty much constant activity, it feels like. So taking a course is really a good investment because if you have to figure out what you need to study and then study, you're just going to spin your wheels and waste a ton of time. So personally, I think it's worth a couple hundred dollars to take a course. And I would encourage people to not get too cheap on that. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Great advice. I also wanted to, I guess, uh, approach you. Some of the credentials that you have, you have your PE, you also have the CFM, which is Certified Floodplain Manager. A lot of people don't maybe know what that is. Could you describe what you went through to get that and how it benefits your career? Sure. The CFM is a little bit different in the PE and that it's not completely technical related. It's really related to the rules of FEMA and why we do certain things for floodplain mapping. So if you're involved in preparing loamers, clomers, or any type of FEMA floodplain mapping, it's a great certification to have. And I actually felt like I learned a lot preparing for the test. And how do you use that in California? How did you use it in your career? How has it helped you in your career? 
Well, I used to do a lot of stream bank stabilization at a consulting firm I worked with. We did a lot of land development along the Santa Clara River. And every time something went up, they had to do a letter of map revision or conditional letter of map revision. So it'd be Clomer. And then when everything was finalized, you would have the revised map. And understanding how that worked really made the process a lot smoother because it's not all about the modeling. And it's not necessarily about making the most accurate model. You have to adhere to FEMA's rules so that everything is standard and it fits in with their current mapping system. As far as helping with my career, I think it's just one of those credentials that people are like, oh, okay, she's in that world. But the PE, I would say, is a lot more important or has been a lot more important for me personally. Are you having to stamp drawings with your PE for your own business? And did you have to do that working in the field as well? Yeah, I've stamped some drawings. Well, there's also, there's a weight to having that CFM designation too, right? You're responsible for setting almost the floodplain maps that are used for land development and flood insurance, things of that nature. Is that correct? There is gravity to that. I've never actually had to stamp that, anything like that. That's always been a supervisor or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. We just launched a course to help people get that CFM designation, working with Matt Fangeli, and we just launched that. It's at floodplainreviewcourse.com. You can go check that out if you're interested in getting the CFM designation. Hopefully, we can shepherd you in the direction of getting all the information in one spot so you don't have to puzzle piece it and hack it together like it kind of is today. So we're excited about that. There's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about your journey. So working as an engineer, you moved... From, I guess, the, the central U.S. So to more of a coast region. What was that journey like for you? Did you line up a job already to move or did you quit your job and then move? What was that transition like for you? Yeah, about six years ago, I moved with my husband from North Carolina to California. So completely across the country. Okay. And I was fortunate to be able to work at least part-time for the company I was working for in North Carolina. So that was helpful, but I had to get up with their schedule and the West Coast is three hours behind. So uh-huh. I meant I was waking up at 4.45 in the morning to start work at eight o'clock their time. So five o'clock. That gets pretty brutal <laughs> after right. a while. On the flip side, I got to end early, but then I was so tired from waking up very early that I just knew that wasn't going to be sustainable. So I had to put in my resume and kind of start over again. Okay. That makes sense. What advice would you give to other women in this industry or that want to go through this industry? Do you have any tips for them as they venture into this world? It's typically male-dominated civil engineering field. Uh, Have you run into any bumps or what would been your experience? Yeah, you know, I've been pretty fortunate. I haven't really faced any blatant discrimination or anything like that. And I'm so grateful for the people that have come before me that have made that a reality. I, I know that's not everyone's experience. In college, I was a part of the Society of Women Engineers. That was actually really nice because I had a support system going into the early years of my career with women that were also engineers and could talk about some of the hard things maybe that happened at work. So I would encourage anybody, man or woman, to just have a support system, maybe even outside of your company of people you can talk about things with or bounce ideas off of that, bounce ideas off of each other and things like that. So it sounds like it's helpful to start a network early. 
and uh, lean on that. Are you part of any associations or any other networking tips or tools that you're part of now that would help people? Well, I was part of ASCE, but then during the pandemics, their events kind of went to the wayside. So I joined the California Stormwater Quality Association. And I actually think that's been fantastic because it's all people in stormwater and water resources. So if you're in stormwater in California, I would highly recommend checking out CASQA. You can join subcommittees and it's easy to get involved in some of these like smaller associations Mm -hmm. instead of getting lost in a huge organization like ASCE. You just reminded me, just going back to the PE exam, what state did you take that exam? Was it North Carolina? No, I did take it in California. And I'm sure, as you know, in California, you also have to take seismic and surveying. So that's another thing is those two tests, I felt like they were harder than the eight hour because it was like you're taking a final in a class that you didn't show up for. That's what somebody described it as. And it's kind of true. So... Don't blow off those exams. Prepare for them because they are tricky. Yeah. And for anybody that's trying to get a license that lives outside of the state, you have to take the same thing to get a license in the state. So Mm -hmm. California is a little special. (laughs) Yes. So I'm fascinated that you started your career, you moved to California, you're still working your career. What made you want to start your own business? What was the mindset behind that? It was a lot of things. I think I've always been kind of entrepreneurial and thought maybe that would be something I'd like to do down the road. The firm I was working for, the work was kind of diminishing. So it just seemed like a really good time, especially with my husband recently getting a little bit more pay and the finances laying out. And I was like, all right, let's get after it if if I'm going to try this. And I've really enjoyed it. That's fascinating. I think it takes a lot of courage to do that. I don't know too many female engineers that go out on their own and become consultants and start running with this. But so I think it's awesome that you're doing that. Do you have any other tips if there's someone out there that may be debating doing the same thing that you would share with them? Yes, I would say the first thing is to make sure that just your personal finances are in order. You're going to feel so much better if you have several months of cushion. And so like, oh my gosh, what if I don't get a project? And then you'll get desperate and that's not good. So that's my second tip. Make sure that you get, you find good clients. You'll get the gut feeling if someone is maybe trying to take advantage of you or something like that. I've had people approach me that want me to stamp plans that they already have, which is a big no-no. So just be careful and take it step by step, I would say, one step at a time. That's great advice. Well, Paige, this has been awesome. You've shared a ton of tips with people. I think that, you know, your journey to where you're at is fascinating. How you've earned your PE, how you've gotten your CFM, how you've started your own business are all fascinating things. Is there any other tips you would share with the the Civil Engineering Academy community? And then also, if people did have questions or they wanted to connect with you about anything we've talked about today, what's the best way to do that? I guess my only tip would be Enjoy your work. This is really a fun field because you get to build things for people. And I think that's a great privilege. So enjoy it. And if you want to get in contact with me, I'm really active on LinkedIn. And you can email me at pagebrew at surfcityh2o.com. Awesome. Paige, thanks for doing this. I really do appreciate it. And maybe we'll talk to you in the future. Great. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks. See ya. 
Hey, thanks again for listening to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you want, please leave a review or a comment or a like. They definitely go a long way and share it with a friend because why not? It helps. Hey, if you're interested in becoming a guest, feel free to shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And if you know anyone or yourself personally, definitely check out our website, civilengineeringacademy.com, where we can help you on your journey to become a professional engineer, whether that's to help you pass your FE or your PE, or just get great career advice. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of this podcast and have an amazing outreach to other civil engineers, also shoot me an email and we'll be there to help you. Anyway, thanks for joining me today and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.